Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Throws back right. Wide open. Ayuk. Touchdown. San Francisco. Ayuk. Ayuk. Ayuk is on fire. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Standard Podcast Network Instant Reaction Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. And what do you know? The 49ers go up to Seattle and get a 31-13 win. It was a beatdown of the Seattle Seahawks. We are going to dive into all of it. Before we do, I want to remind you, please, like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel. Also, rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. Levin Black's going to join me in just a minute, I believe, unless he's in a drunken Thanksgiving stupor, which is always a possibility. Um, so grateful to have everybody in the comments. Oh, Levin is popping in right now. It looks like 187 says Purdy, Purdy, Purdy. Gameplan.exe on Twitch. Shout out to everybody on Twitch. We love you, except for Levin. He doesn't really love you. Let's see if we can do this. There we go. Mr. Black, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate in the uh, best way possible here, bud. I know you love it. I got some uh, cherry pie. Look at that. Cherry pie for you. I'm going to have a Stella. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. I got the cherry beer to go with it. There you go. And, you know, I know that there were some nerve-wracking moments for a 31-13 win. But look at it this way. The scariest moments came in a two-score game. Think about that. Yeah. And for the 49ers to go out on a Thursday night, short week, division game on the road and have may, arguably the most dominant first half of the season, at least defensively, 
that was a massive statement by the Niners tonight. Yeah, the game went exactly as I predicted, pretty much. I said 31-17, they would pull away late. Uh, I was a little wrong, but mostly right. It was a great game. Yeah, there was about a 10-minute period that I started to sweat a little bit. Yes, it, it, you know, you got a little nervous. Brock throws the pick six, and all of a sudden you feel the momentum shift a little bit. But again, it was always a two-score game, just like the Bucks game last week. We yeah. were nervous for a little bit, but it was always a two-score game. Uh, Bosa RA95 says, Happy Thanksgiving, guys. What a game. Shout out to you, Bosa, and all our YouTube channel members. We love you. Thank you so much. If you want to become a YouTube channel member, please sign up. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis. You get membership badges. You get priority comment response. Uh, okay, there's a lot of you here. Gabe, what? Sorry, I was going to say, before we get too far into it, I got to ask a Thanksgiving question of you because my wife said it. As I said, I'm going to bring a fruit pie down to eat in front of Rob because I know he hates it. Yeah. And she said, well, if he doesn't eat pie, what the heck does he eat for dessert on Thanksgiving? And I thought, nothing. Well, that, that, that's good. Nothing. Nothing. God, you leave a sad life. Not a dessert guy. No, I would rather <laughs> you to talk up. to me regularly. <laughs> you, you live in your basement. Yep. And well, you don't I live in... eat any dessert. No. On Thanksgiving. I load up Ugh. on the actual food. So. Uh, Gabe Garoni, YouTube channel member, says, love seeing the defense sack Geno Smith 79 times. It was actually six times for 48 yards, but it felt like 78. It felt like every time the defense needed a push, they got a sack in the game. They, they were coverage sacks, though. Let's call yeah, it what it was. Well, that's true. Uh, most of them were Geno Smith looked, got to his second read, still wasn't there, then started to look to try to scramble to buy time and wasn't able to get away. So it wasn't like, you know, credit to the defensive line, sure. But to me, the secondary was the star. The secondary was locking down those Mooney receivers. Ward. Holy hell, did Mooney Ward have a great game. Do, do you think DK knows his name now? <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> they said on the broadcast, Seattle thought that DK could have his way with Mooney Ward. And they tried multiple mm -hmm. times on multiple deep throws where it was one-on-one -on -one, and Mooney Ward answered the bell every single time, except for maybe one when DK was out of bounds. That was it. Yeah. D DK uh, had his typical DK game. <laughs> <laughs> and he was arguing I'll with Gino on the sideline. Yeah, Did you see he, that? I, I love how he argued with Gino on the sideline and the very next target he got, he dropped. That was his drop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brutal. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to Corey Matthews. Thank you very much for the super chat. Happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. These are the good times. What a great night. Amen. These are the good times. Do, do you think the uh, 49ers Twitter account claps back at the Seahawks? Oh, for I could see them replying to it and yeah. saying update or anything along those lines. Just Sergio, thank you very much for the donation. We appreciate it. Bay Marin, long time. YouTube channel member says 3113 at last my prediction came true. So we have somebody that's nice. even better at picking scores than you. Uh Larkin, YouTube channel member. Nothing feels better than beating the Seahawks. Let's go. Also happy Thanksgiving, fellas. They didn't score an offensive touchdown in the game, yeah. Levin. That first half was just pure, complete, and utter domination. Jennifer Lee Chan had the tweet that I was planning on putting together. I'm just going to throw it up on the screen. I don't think, like, maybe we forgot because it got so hairy in the first half there. 
But check this out, the disparity. 49ers at halftime, 16 first downs, Seahawks, three. Niners, 225 total yards, Seahawks, 56, most of which came on like the final drive. 42 offensive plays for the Niners in the first half. It was 18 for the Seahawks. It was a smothering first half in this one. Yeah, that that was actually uh, at the end of the first quarter. It was 148 yards to zero. <laughs> there so, was a first yeah. quarter was even like more like, ha ha ha. Wow. You sucked. <laughs> it was some other, it reminded me of the Pittsburgh game in week one where the Niners defense was like, you are getting nothing, not even a first down, not even a completion. We're just not going to allow you to do anything. And it was awesome to see. It felt like what I had written down in my notes is like, it felt like Wilkes got comfortable. Like something clicked with Wilkes over the bye, and maybe the addition of Chase Young was part of it too. Like, okay, he's figured it out now. He knows how to use the pieces. So I'm not going to be able to proceed any further in this show until uh, we address this topic because I just noticed. Take the dang vest off. I see what shirt you got on underneath. Hey, look, I see it. Take the the vest off. Come on, buddy. Dressed up for the holiday. (laughs) Plus, I don't want you to call me Woody anymore. Uh, Antonio says felt like they won in spite of Shanahan, to be honest. I disagree. The offense went up and down the field on Seattle, especially the first two drives of the game. My God, it was unbelievable. I mean, you you know, you if you want to give Shanahan criticism for the lull that the offense went in, okay, but you got to give him credit for all the good stuff that happened. Yeah, I mean, the offense, they had basically a three-drive period where they were crap. Mm-hmm. The rest of the game, they were really good. Like Really good? It was, it was a game that Brock could have had a lot better statistics. It was just he didn't get the touchdowns until the very last one. Like, you know, Debo ran it in on a play that oh he could have easily not gotten in. The McCaffrey touchdown when he's literally surrounded by eight defenders at the 12-yard line. That like, touchdown if was If Purdy gets one or two of those, everybody's going, wow, Purdy had a phenomenal game again. He just had the one bad throw. Right, but he didn't. You know, if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. So I don't <laughs> um, look at this on the Christian McCaffrey touchdown. He's on the he's all the way in the back there in this picture. If you're watching on the stream, there's like everybody's just clumped up on the left hash mark. And McCaffrey is behind like 20 people. And somehow he turns that into a touchdown. Unbelievable Christian McCaffrey game. He is a Seahawks killer, by the way. He averages 170 yards from scrimmage against them. Tonight, he ended up with 134 yards from scrimmage with two touchdowns. So he is a, he's a Seahawks killer. <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks struggled with him because basically every run, they had one lane for him to hit, and he managed to find it every time. Like There were many times that he was running, and where he was supposed to go, they defended it well. But then yeah. he made one cut, and he found the hole and went and got yards. So that, that's just kind of the, the backbreaking. I, I, I do think it's something to be worth talking about. They they talked about it on the broadcast in the first half. What what makes Christian McCaffrey special? And I, I thought about that for the next couple of minutes. And I think Christian McCaffrey, obviously the pass catching, but in terms of like why he's such a good runner, Vision. I do think it's interesting. I think he's not great at anything he's very good at everything like i i feel like if you took his speed 
You took his elusiveness. You took his power. You took his ball carrier vision. All of those would be somewhere in the 80s to 90th percentile, but none of those would I put him like in the top two or three in the league, right? He's just like so good and he has no weakness. So he's able to do everything. I think that his vision is elite. He sees holes before they open. He cuts back on stuff. He's just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. We got a bunch of super chats. Shout out to Benjamin Bear. Thank you very much for the donation. Appreciate you. Ben Taylor says, had this thought before this game, but it may be a better debate now. But after this season, I'd trade Debo to sign Ayuk long-term. I would be fine with that if that's the decision they had to make. I think it depends on what you can get for Debo and what you can get for Ayuk. But we got a long time before we have to worry about that. If they want to, they can franchise Ayuk after this year, possibly if they want to. So like, I'm not going to worry about that now. I appreciate the donation, Ben, and the, and the question. And I, it's a legitimate question. I totally get what you're saying. And I think it's very telling that in crunch time, when they needed a touchdown, they went to Ayuk. Brock went to Ayuk. That's his guy, by the way, through a dime. But yeah, I think uh, that is a question that they will eventually have to answer. Did they not pick up his fifth fifth year option? Uh, like, yeah, they, they have Ayuk next year, no matter what. Right. Okay. So then they can franchise him the year after that. Right. They have Ayuk no matter what next year. It's just it's a little more expensive than you would like. You would like to be able to get him to a long-term deal so that you can kind of do the cap shenanigans. But in terms of whether to trade uh, Debo and keep Ayuk, if you have to choose, that's the route I think you need to go. But I'm not sure that they have to choose. They do have a good bit of cap space. There's some things they can do, obviously, still to free up even more. It is possible that they can sign Ayuk to a long-term deal and keep Debo, which would be the preferred route because this offseason isn't the best one to trade Debo. Next offseason, they can save significant money by trading him. This offseason, it would have to be after June 1st. If they trade him pre-June 1st, it's essentially breaking even. I can't remember whether it's one or two million more in dead cap space or one or two million less, but it's virtually equal. It's still a massive cap hit. So there's no real point of trading him this offseason, I don't think. And we got plenty of time to discuss that right Right now, tonight on Thanksgiving. (laughs) I want to focus on the beatdown. The Niners went into Seattle in their house and absolutely smacked down the Seahawks. It was a pathetic offensive showing for the Seattle Seahawks. They were just utterly humiliated and dominated on the day. Three of 11 on third down for Seattle, 220 total yards. They did nothing all night long. So I think we need to sit back and enjoy that because that doesn't happen in Seattle a lot of times for the Niners. Yeah, I mean, it, the team that has big decisions to make in the offseason is Seattle because if you're sitting there in Seattle, you got to be looking at what do we do? We're not good enough as we are to even compete with the 49ers. They've beaten us four times in a row. They beat us three times in a single season, and the games haven't even been competitive. So we need to shake it up. So their offseason will be interesting because they could keep the status quo and be a playoff team. But what's the point if you can't destroy the 49ers, right? If you can't beat them, can't even compete with them. So, yeah, this game to me makes the the Seattle team sit there and question their whole kind of identity and what they're doing. Good. Keep questioning. (laughs) I've said it all year long, Levin, when the 49ers play their absolute best, nobody's touching them. 
Now, they didn't play their absolute best for all 60 minutes, and they don't play their absolute best every single week, which is very hard to do. But when they are at their best, like we saw in the first half of this game or close to it, you can't touch them. It is not close. They are smashing people. My wife, who hates football, could not care less about football, looked at the screen and was like, do they ever play a close game? When they win, they kill people. And I'm like, yeah, that's how good they can be. And they were tonight. Yeah, they, they were really, really good this tonight. The defense, I think, Woo. well, I can't say the defense led the way. The defense was special. You know, they were great throughout. But the offense kind of led the way with those early scores. You know, that kind of changed the whole dynamic of the game right off the bat. No, the defense led the way. Seattle had zero yards in the first quarter. Yeah. Zero. How could that not be leading the way? <laughs> they didn't have a first down. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, this is my favorite super chat, obviously. King it's Logan. King- oh, go ahead. Read it. Oh, King Logan. Thanks for the super chat. He says LFG, which stands for something that would make Rob bleat. So <laughs> you, you can figure out the middle word, but it's let something go. That starts with F eight and three, number two seed, Rob, what the hell Where the blue moon, angry orchard combo. And also 11 is the goat hashtag boiler up hashtag Maui champs. And I, I can't remember the name of that emoji, but the, uh, you know, I steam think coming I'm, out of the nose. Yeah, steam coming out of the nose. You know, kick rocks. Like, look at me. It's what I take that emoji. Well, first of all, I don't care about Purdue on the night the 49ers basically lock up the NFC West because it's it's their division now. They've got yeah. the head-to-head matchup with the Seahawks. They're eight and three. Seattle is now six and five. Seattle's not worried about the division. They're worried about making the playoffs. That's where you sent them. This year, you've got them arguing on the sidelines. There was a point uh, with the defense where they huddled up and they were like, we guys, we got to get our stuff together. Guess what? You didn't. We smashed you right in your face on Thanksgiving. So just (laughs) sit there and watch us eat the turkey on your stupid field for a second. Pete Carroll, spit out your gum, sit the hell down and get out of our face because you're not in our league. (laughs) Okay. First off, I heard Kittle walked off with the turkey. While I'm talking, you should go find uh, somebody put in the comments that you should see Joe Staley's tweet. So you should go find that while I'm talking so we can see what he said. But speaking of the Pete Carroll gum chewing, Mm -hmm. my wife is trying to be a good wife and participate. And it's a holiday. So she's sitting next to me on the couch watching the game. And when they went through that 10 minutes of nonstop showing Pete Carroll and talking about the gum and all that, she said, if they show his him chewing on the gum one more time, I'm going to bed. She was getting pissed, and it is like <laughs> it, it. It's one of those things that's like it's aggravating. Like I, I don't even know how a Seattle fan watches that and thinks like, yeah, that's really cool. You know, kind of like you know Harbaugh. Harbaugh's thing was he went ape shit on the sidelines, right? Mm-hmm. And so they used to have like a back and forth between the two. That's at least like high energy, cool. Like Pete Carroll won, by the way. Throw your damn gum in the trash. He just chucked it on the sideline. How many times do you think uh, one of the players has gotten gum on their shoe on the sideline? Well, not my biggest concern, <laughs> but yeah, probably. Joe Staley tweeted, for those that can't see it, a Niners better eat this turkey on the Seahawks logo today. Joe is one of us. Joe is just as much a fan as we are now. Like, as a player, it was different for him, but he's told us that when he's come on with us. Like, he's in it. with it. He's sweating his way through outfits, he told us. 
So, uh, yeah, we love Joe, and I love to see that tweet from him. Chris Waddell, thank you very much, says, you guys should have stayed for the post-game eating turkey situation. These dudes really seem to love each other. Also, is Purdy hurt? Weird game. I don't think he was hurt. I think he was just not quite as sharp as he – I mean, he had been playing at a level. He had 600 yards the past two weeks. Yeah, he had a good game. It just wasn't a great game. You know, he had a couple throws that I think got away from him. The interception returned for a touchdown – I don't know what happened. They were saying on the broadcast that it might have gotten tipped at the line. Video makes it hard to see. I haven't seen for sure whether it got tipped or not. But, you know, if it's a tipped, then it's just bad luck. If it wasn't tipped, then it's just a bad throw. And, yeah, it's not a good place to have a bad throw. But the guy was open, so it's not a bad decision. It's not yeah. like he forced something. The guy was open. Purdy, 6-0 and now against the NFC West. Ten touchdowns, one interception, including the playoffs. And I will say this. When they needed Brock to steady the ship, it took him a couple of opportunities, but eventually he did it, right? They get the ball back. It's 24-13. There's 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they go on a six-play, 64-yard drive that takes up three and a half minutes, and Brock throws a 28-yard drive dart on second mm-hmm. and seven to Ayuk for the touchdown. Yeah, it's yet another 20-plus yard touchdown pass by Purdy. He, I believe, leads the league in those this season, and it's not particularly close. I can't remember the exact numbers. I saw it the other day, but it was from the 28, and Ayuk caught it right at about the seven, so that's 21 yards. He's just he's a really good quarterback. There's nothing else to say. Like, eh. Yeah, I was wrong for wanting Lance to get an opportunity before him. Clearly, he is the real deal, and Kyle Shanahan saw it and knew it last year. Jason what says, it is. Eagles, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Jason no, says, Eagles week, one bird fried, four to go. And shout out to the Green Bay Packers for taking yeah. <laughs> down the Detroit Lions. What a, yeah. what is this a perfect turkey day? If Dallas lost, I guess it would have been perfect. But other than that, I mean, damn. Life is good right now for us, Levin. Yeah, and now we got like a legit rooting interest on Sunday, right? Oh, if the amen. Bills can beat the Eagles, then that game against the Eagles next week, whoever Ooh. wins is in first place in the NFC. Wow. Is that where we are right now? I didn't yeah. realize it was that yeah. sort of if the, like... if the Bills win this week against the Eagles, the Eagles would have two losses. They would still be in the first seed. But the Niners would be the number two with three losses. If they beat the Eagles, they would have the head-to-head advantage when both teams have three losses. So they would move up to the first seed. And the Niners would have the head-to-head advantage over the Cowboys, too, since they stomped them earlier in the season. Because then the Eagles and Cowboys would be tied. Now, I think the Eagles beat them earlier, so the Eagles would win that tiebreaker. Currently. Um, Currently, yeah. Could, Could flip. That's true. Uh, brother MF and Bob says stats. Greg Popovich says, JK, just predicting the Niners win 31, 10. Yeah. Greg, did you see that? Greg Popovich no. got on. They, they were playing a, the Spurs were playing against Kawhi Leonard for anyone that doesn't know who, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking Greg Papa in my head. I heard Greg Papa. Oh. And Greg, <laughs> yes, I saw the Greg Popovich and Popovich got on the mic during the game and tried to tell the crowd to stop booing. Like, dude, get the yeah, hell out of here. It was Kawhi. It's like, uh, yeah, Kawhi took their money and then refused to play in half the games. They can boo him right. all they want. Exactly. You Did can't you see that people... they, they, they immediately, then when he got it, so Kawhi was on the free throw line. The very next free throw that he got, which is right after that whole segment, they started booing again. <laughs> so Good. it didn't work. 
They yeah. should. Uh, Bob is back and says, 11 is smarter than stats. Yes, picked up fifth. You know what, brother? I'm not going to any more of your comments the rest of the night. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I do not super chat. That. You got no choice, bud. <laughs> Chris says, Levin, Mr. Capologist, best game by Mooney this year. Mooney Ward was unbelievable in this game, and he was banged up. He had a cramp, came back. He was excellent yeah. in this just, game. And just take out one of the O's in his name. That's what he yeah. was tonight. Money. Wow, did you come up with that all by yourself? I sure did. See, I'm smarter than you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a real, real brainstorm there. <laughs> Joseph Faccio, thank you very much for the super chat. We always appreciate it. Bob is back. Okay, Rob got that right. Defense led the way tonight. Sorry, I'm a little behind on the super chats. Let's try to get through them here. Chris Waddell says, Buffalo beats the Eagles Sunday. We beat the Eagles next week. Leapfrog them, and Lions' first seed is ours. LFG. You're, that's where they potentially are. This is the stretch now where you yep. separate the men from the boys and not just for the 49ers. The Seahawks play a rough stretch. Dallas is Dallas doesn't have a win over a team over 500 all year long. They have yep. not beaten a team over 500 all year long, but they've got a tough stretch coming up. So it, we're going to, there's going to be some separation here over the next, I would say three to four weeks. It, it, it's weird because I, I hope the Cowboys beat the Eagles, right? Like I would, my, I want the Niners to have the one seed, but if the Niners can't have it, my preference is the Cowboys because I would gladly go into that stadium over all the others. Right. Yeah. Even Detroit. Sorry. Although Detroit is crumbling. Like I've watched their last three games and golf when he gets pressured panics. That's returned. He's, he's throwing, he's giving the ball away way too much. Ray Lee says, Rob Levin, let's bleep and go. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Cheers. Yes. Uh, cheers. I'm seeing uh, George Kittle apparently took the turkey and was bringing yeah. it back to the locker room, but then stopped and started throwing turkey into the crowd. <laughs> well done, George. Perfect Blackness Senior says, great win. Let's celebrate for the next hour, then concentrate on Philly. We have points to make to the world. The Philly game, it's important. I got, I got questions about that name. If you're perfect Blackness and you're senior, how can there be a second perfect? How can there be a junior? I need an explanation. Oh, God. That's where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> he makes a perfectly relevant point about the Eagles, and you're like, I want to talk about your name. That's what I'm here for. Okay, Rob? What are I, you? I noticed for? the little things. Yeah. <laughs> you noticed some things. That's for sure. <laughs> How important it's going to be important to the Niners players, right? Because they're going to say, oh, this yeah. is our chance to show them that we would have beat them last year if and Brock didn't get players. hurt. And yeah, and I think it will be important to the Eagles players, but this is why it's great for us. The Eagles might be looking ahead, but they can't look ahead because they got to play the bills and the bills are good or can be good. Can be good. Yeah. The, the, uh, that Eagles game is huge. I mean, even if the Eagles win against the bills, that Eagles game against the 49ers is still huge Yes, because the Niners, if they lose it once again, they need Detroit and Dallas to lose again for seeding mm-hmm. purposes. Well, at least at least Detroit, because they will get a better seed than Dallas if Dallas doesn't win their division. Because division winners get get seeds over wildcard teams, but they would be at the mercy of other teams. If they win that, even if the Eagles remain one game ahead, the Eagles are likely to lose some game along the way. I guess, well, no. I didn't think that fully through. If the Eagles are only two or one loss going into that. Now, see, now my mind's just going. 
Yes, the Niners would only need the Eagles to lose one game because they would have the tiebreak in that right. situation. And right. the Eagles are likely to, like, all but guaranteed to lose another game some point along the way. Thus, the Niners would control their own destiny. If they win out, they're almost definitely going to be sitting in the one seat. Yeah, I hope the Eagles lose another game like you just lost the thread there halfway through that comment. Yeah, I totally did. I totally, like, thought it through in my head, and then I was like, well, if the Eagles win, they would have essentially two. Wait, no. What? That happens to me all the time. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Carlos M says, on Brock Purdy's slash Brandon Ayuk's touchdown, McKivitz made 53 look like a Hall of Famer. Brock stood in there, man. He has stood in there a couple times the last couple weeks to make big throws. Here he is right there. If, I, if you're watching on the stream, you can see it. He's got 53 bearing down on him, and McKivitz is like three yards behind him. Yeah. Clearly not part of the play. And Brock stays in there. He's not afraid to take a hit. We saw a couple of times tonight he took a hit. He stands in there and delivers. He's not bailing as much as he did last year out of out of pockets when they get muddy. I mean, we know he'll stand in there and risk injury because that's literally how he got injured. <laughs> so, like, yeah, he's he's not one of those quarterbacks uh, that gets happy feet, if you catch my reference. Garoppolo feet? Yeah. Is that the term that you're uh, searching for? Yeah, pretty much. Like, he's not scared to sit in there and take the hit and – Look, all the great ones have been that way. It's a requirement because on a lot of throws, you're going to get hit. You can't be scared yes. of it. Uh, Real OBJ CDT says, why did Moody's kickoffs fall short of the end zone? I think that's by design. Yes, I think it has to be. Trying to tackle the player before he gets to the 25-yard line. Uh, Jake Moody, by the way, made all his kicks again. Just saying. Yeah, Chris he's up to, I think, 84% on the season. So he's better than quite yeah. uh, That's better than almost all rookies right uh at least historically i know the yeah. dallas guy's pretty good i don't think he's missed <laughs> he chris... missed a field goal he did miss an extra point today though good chris waddell says fyi lasagna with garlic bread salad and wine today was great dessert was a 49ers win see you can have lasagna on thanksgiving i had it today about five hours ago i was eating lasagna loved it y you can have lasagna you can have anything doesn't mean you should <laughs> we have an update Perfect Blackness has chimed back in. Thank you, Perfect, says my wife gave birth to Perfect Blackness Jr., who's also perfect in his blackness. So put you that know who's also perfect in his blackness? This guy, Levin Black. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, and I'm taking this comment away just so people can see that your last name is Black. And that is what you were That's why I said my full name. I was very careful. Yeah, uh... Brother MF and Bob says Debo was fired tonight. Wish Ayuk was favored more though. Debo did have an excellent game, by the way. I know that, you know, people are kind of down on him a little bit. Seven catches, 79 yards. Also had four carries for 15 yards and a touchdown. I actually thought the touchdown was set up because the team, the Seahawks seemed to be respecting Brock's scrambling ability. But Debo had a nice game today. At one point I looked at the box score. It was like Debo has seven catches for 70 yards. When did that happen? But damn, good on you, Debo. I, I do want to see the uh, review of this game, the All-22, because mm -hmm. I have a feeling, because it kind of seemed like it in the times that we could see it zoomed out enough on a throw, it sure looked like Ayuk was bracketed. And by that, I mean he had man coverage and he had a safety mirroring him all game. Like, mm -hmm. I think Seattle came into this game and said, we're taking away Ayuk because he's destroying everybody. We're not giving you that deep ball. Now, they ended up getting one, but Ayuk was neutralized throughout most of this game. But that's why McCaffrey was open underneath. That's why Debo was able to have seven catches for 79 yards. Because if you 
if you're going to concentrate and take away Ayuk, then that safety is going to have to play deep, and that leaves more room to play underneath. And that's the respect that Ayuk should be getting, frankly, with the year that he's had. Like, if you're not bracketing him, you're not paying attention. And it's going to be on him to, to try and make plays when he does get bracketed. Uh, Hink Dad, thank you very much, says, if Patrick Mahomes flipped the ball to Kelsey from being sacked, Collinsworth would have blown his... <laughs> Collinsworth would have been very excited on national Oh, TV. come on, say it. And it's all anyone would be talking about. Purdy would be a face of the league if he was a first-rounder. I actually didn't like that Brock play because I... I worry about him when he just puts the ball in danger. Yeah, I texted Levin afterwards, grumpy. Um, but he did make that play, and it was a completion. So in that instance, it was good. I hope he doesn't get in the habit of that. And he talked about that last week, how he recognized that that's something he's got to stop doing. Now, maybe he just thought Kittle's wide open. There's no chance of, of a grounding penalty, so it's different. I don't know. But he did make that play. And that didn't really get, like, they talked about it a little, but they didn't really go overboard. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So I'm okay with that play. I think it's different when you're like about to have your knee touch and you're just trying to wing it to get the ball out. You're not actually throwing it to anybody. You're trying to throw it away. If you see somebody that's wide open right in front of you that's capable of being an eligible receiver, I'm okay with you trying to get it to him. Because like you said, there's no intentional grounding in that scenario. He's not trying to wing it, you know, eight, nine yards to get it to the line of scrimmage to avoid intentional grounding by throwing it away. He's just flipping it to a guy two yards in front of him. If he can get it, great. If he can't get it, at least it's an incompletion. I'm okay with it in that specific situation. I'm not okay with it when he's doing the, hey, I'm in the process of falling down. I'm just going to try to contort my body and wing this past the line of scrimmage to avoid a sack. I don't like to promote this person because I think he's crazy sometimes, but David Lombardi has a good tweet. Every single one of the Niners victories, except for the Rams game where they kicked a field goal on the last play of the game have been won by double digits. They have eight wins. So that's eight routes. This isn't normal in the NFL. It's Thanksgiving. You want to be thankful for something? Be thankful for we have a team right now that is not just winning, Levin. They are smashing teams, and they don't just smash bad teams like the Cowboys. They almost smash just about everybody. Yeah, they, this gets back to what I said during the Cowboys game in the in the uh, instant reaction when you abandoned me because you thought it was better to go I to was a game. <laughs> but I was saying, this is special. This team is not a team that comes around very long. Hopefully they can get a Super Bowl. So they can actually be remembered for how ridiculously talented they are. I mean, you heard Collinsworth and Tariko talking 
about how crazy it is the amount of stars that are on this 49ers team. And so it's something you shouldn't be taking for granted because this isn't normal in the NFL, as Lombardi said. This is something that might be a long time till you see it again. Starting to get some post-game reaction now. David Lombardi uh, has this quote from Shanahan. He Apparently, Kyle said he can't believe Brock Purdy threw it deep on the IU touchdown throw. It was actually a tailor-made checkdown situation, but he had the guts to push it. Quote, he proved to us while the ball was in the air that it was the right decision. <laughs> Kyle had a really interesting quote about Brock Purdy pushing the ball down the field last week. I think it was last week. He talked about, he said, when it's there, Brock lets it rip. And when it's like halfway there, Brock lets it rip. So like sometimes he's making these plays and allowing these plays to happen because he's not sitting there and thinking, is it there? Is it there? Let me wait till it's there before I throw it. He's saying, hey, it looks like it might be there. I'm going for it. And it paid off tonight on that touchdown. Brock is a gunslinger. He is. Uh, He is the polar opposite than the previous guy. Garoppolo will not throw it deep. He will pass up open guys. He's too scared. Purdy is not. And that's been a wonderful change. You know, what What did we used to say? Uh, I think you were the one that said it first, so I'll give you credit. When you see Garoppolo throw deep, our reaction was, oh, God. And we're worried. <laughs> now when Purdy lets it go, I go, all right, what's happening here? You know, I'm excited because I'm expecting. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting something good to happen. And that's a very welcome change. Real OBJ CDT says, I like when we kick it out because our coverage teams teams can't tackle. I understand that. It's less stressful. We have railed on that multiple games. Like, just kick it out of the end zone. What are we doing? We have one of the worst coverage units in the league and have for multiple years. Yet, we clearly have this philosophy of we want them to return it. And I don't get it. Moody could kick it out right through the – the field goal if he wanted every single time he has a super strong leg i don't get it shout out to the niners special teams though they did allow a return but they also recovered a fumble because for some reason dj dallas thought he should try and pick up the ball that squirted through his hand Mm -hmm. unbelievable that he didn't do that but niners are on the spot again niners are on the spot seahawks weren't they did get a little lucky in, in that regard in this game like ray ray special teams again true he made the – if that had been recovered by Seattle, the Niners could very well have lost because it was 11 points at that point. Yep. And they would have gotten the ball in 49ers territory with crazy momentum because that was during the period when the 49ers offense hadn't done a single thing in the second half yet. So that would have been a game changer. And we we got lucky that it bounced directly to Burks because he was the only guy in the area. A thousand percent. And that touchdown drive doesn't happen if they were like, that was literally, they recovered that punt and then they went down and scored the touchdown that, that ended the game basically. So yeah, Oren Burks, huge shout out to you. Brother Bob says, fine, smart ass Levin. Kittle should so more than, I mean, I assume he means do more than, but all right. I don't know what that's in a reference to, if I'm being honest. Um, Again, I'm trying to get, caught up here Jonathan Marsh says Seattle offense did next to nothing all game also George Odom likely tore his biceps according to Shanahan that means he's gone for the year that's another safety that's so. safety and that's an incredible spec best special teams player so maybe we'll see some kickoffs out of the end zone now because that's a big loss that is not that is a big loss for the Niners that hurts yeah he, he's uh he made some mistakes last game 
<laughs> I see you got you got the response up. Let me finish what I was saying before I react to it. Uh, but he made some mistakes, but he is like he's constantly the first guy down there. He's a very good gunner, and he's also like the emergency safety at this point because they just lost Hufanga. So the Niners are going to have to get a safety. Fred Warner said he'll remember eating turkey on the Seahawks field forever. So that's pretty cool. Perfect Blackness is back, says Levin. Since your last name is Black, does this mean you're my junior too? It's a very good comeback. And my response is, that depends. How nice is your house? (laughs) (laughs) What quality of food do you like to get? Like how often you you take out and stuff? Like I'm willing here. You can be bought. I like it. Yeah, I'm open to the idea. Antonio says Ray Ray is a super mediocre return man at best. I wouldn't mind an upgrade at that position. Uh, I would be fine with that. I wouldn't mind Ronnie Bell. Uh, but again, if that's what we're quibbling over at this point, like it's Thanksgiving, we dominated the Seahawks. How many times have have the Niners gone to this field and gotten their ass kicked, Levin? Even with really good teams, we have seen it happen. And instead, yeah. tonight they sm- they humiliated them in the first half of this game. And obviously, they end up with a 31-13 win. No offensive touchdowns allowed by the 49ers. We got to be thankful and happy about that tonight. Yeah, the tables have turned. Like, it, it is 100%. As bad as the 2010s were, for a 49ers fan perspective, it's that bad for the, the Seahawks fan perspective at this point. Like, the 49ers don't lose to Seattle anymore. And that is a damn beautiful thing because I have, I am scarred. All right. Like I am definitely scarred from those losses. Uh, we have a super chat here. Kevin Dennis says, check out coach Yak's tweet on Ayuk's comments about playing with Purdy slightly shaded Jimmy, which is always welcome. LOL. Uh, I'm trying to s- scroll through the uh, Twitter feed here. Okay. Well, while you do that, I'll throw this one up. Jason okay. D said, you guys need to live stream during the game. You could be the new Mannings. With better nope. trash talk, in parentheses, from Levin. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's a thought I've had, uh, including, like, literally this week. I kind of want to enjoy the game at the same time. Like, it, it's one of those, how do I live stream and enjoy the game and not be, like, telling my wife, okay, you're on your own for four hours with the kid right. and not get to enjoy it with my kid. Like, I'm trying to instill in my three-year-old. Hey, this is our team. We watch this team because I live in Pittsburgh. I don't want her to be a Steelers fan. And also, so I'm starting early. I don't know if you can see this. I take a ton of notes during the game. I have like three, four, five pages of notes, all in yeah. different color ink of everything that jumps out at me. If I have to be on the air during that time, it's going to be very difficult. But I try and write down trends and things I see. And I think I'm more valuable to you after the game than I would be during the game. It's something that would be fun and I would enjoy but it would also come at the expense of something that I value a little bit more. So that's why I haven't, but maybe, I, I do think about it and yeah. maybe in some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, brother Bob says tons of wine, prime rib. Life is damn good. I ain't going to hate you for eating prime rib today. It's never a bad day for prime rib. I had ribeye earlier. There you go. At work. Levin had Levi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quincy says LFG gold standard network. Appreciate you. Quincy. Uh, Aaron says, Seattle didn't own the Niners all these years. Wilson did. Seattle has not beaten us without Wilson. Fair. Um, I did start to wonder, though, when Jackson Smith and Jigba caught that one-handed pass, which is a beautiful catch, I was like, is Seattle about to do some Seattle 
shenanigans here. Like I, I was legitimately worried. Yeah, that, that's when the sweat started. You know, <laughs> that's when that was the first. That was the first point in the game where I was like, okay, now I'm a little worried. Now I need to, you know, really start to pay attention because. Well, not pay attention, but you know what I mean? Like I was starting to be like, all right, let me look at all the secondary things going on because the game's kind of decided. And then that play happened. It's like, no, I need to just focus on the game right now. Not the, you know, trying to, sometimes when it becomes a blowout, I'll start like looking at a specific player during a play to see what's going on with them. You know what I mean? Rather than watching the play unfold. Yes, exactly. Uh, we were talking about the Niners success against the Seahawks recently. Bob Condotta, who covers the Seahawks for the Seattle Times. Niners have now won four in a row against Seattle, including the playoff game last year by a combined 120 to 56. Get out of here, Seahawks. You're not in our league. Take your stupid highlighter uniforms and your stupid 12th man, which isn't even an original thing because Texas A&M <laughs> has the 12th man, and you lease it from them to be able to call your fans. Lost a lawsuit over it. So get out of here. Go away. You're not in our league. Your magic is over. Stuff it, okay? I don't want to hear about the Seahawks. And I, unfortunately, we will in two weeks. Yeah, the, the Seahawks, like I said, their fans are, at this point, they, they're feeling like we felt during that Thanksgiving game. Like, Yes. There, there's no, like, silver lining left. It's, you just have to fess up and there's no... Yeah, we lost, but it's we can't beat this team. They're just better. And there's there's no there's no and but. <laughs> well, not only that, they haven't scored an offensive touchdown since the first quarter of the Rams game last week. So they got all sorts of problems in Seattle right now, and I am here for it. Bring it on. I'm all here for DK, you know, not being happy. Like you know that's how that's going to go. If things don't improve there, you know who's going to be the problem child. And that's going to be DK. You started to see it this week already. You've seen it earlier this year, too, when he had, like, terrible body language to start this season. Cynthia, watching on YouTube, new YouTube, or not new YouTube channel member, but a YouTube channel member, says, woohoo, thank you very much for the donation. Perfect Blackness is back. Great, Levin. You're welcome to come to Chicago and get some good old cooking so you can eat with your brother. Perfect in all your blackness. Why can't I get some good food? What? what am I hey, not? Chicago's basically home for me in terms of major cities. Chicago's the one that I call home. I grew there up an hour go. and a half south of Chicago. Baymarin says uniforms. You mean the pajamas they wear? Well done, Baymarin. Appreciate you. I always enjoy that. You know, my wife saw them and they said, "She said, what the heck are they wearing? Wait, that's green screen green. Do people Photoshop that all the time into funny things?" And I was like, "Dang." No, people don't, but people should, because that is green screen green in color. Apparently, Mooney Ward said after the game, it was Kyle Shanahan's idea for him to shadow DK Metcalf tonight. And look, the facts are the facts. Mooney Ward was brought in to be the number one corner for the night. And if you're going to be the number one shutdown corner, you face the other guy's best receiver every single play. And Mooney Ward, I guess, apparently did that largely tonight. I didn't notice that. Uh, as the game was going on, but if he did, credit to him, man, because he absolutely won that battle. I noticed it because Mooney was uh, constantly on different sides of the field, and it was always against DK. Mm. So when you're when you're crossing to the other side of the field and you're lining up against the same guy every time, pretty clear indication you're just going to follow him. 
Glass City says, why was Brock wearing a brace? Uh, Jair Brown had a solid game besides his one missed tackle. No rookie hiccups. Brock wasn't wearing a brace. It was like a heating thing. Uh, I was following the 49ers beat writers who were saying that basically it's something he's done all year long. It's just to keep the elbow warm. Um, which I didn't me, even notice it. So it was, a, oh, it's like a huge, it looked like a big, um, like a black wrap almost, but it was like very bulky. Uh, but yeah, I guess it was just to keep it warm because it was about like 40 degrees there. So, you know, kind of a cold, coldish night, yeah. whatever, man, do what you got to do, Brock. Cause I don't, I don't want to see 14 in there unless he's kneeling on the ball. So you do what you got to do. Edgar says Brock is holding great in the pocket, but if he has to go, he's killing it two scrambles or to find someone downfield. You were very upset that Brock didn't run more tonight, Levin. Well, on, on one play in particular, uh, the one that should have been intentional grounding, if we're going to go by the letter of the law, it was super close, but I think it was truly in, uh, not intentional grounding, but illegal forward pass. Yeah, he was over the, the, yeah he was over the line. Um, but he had like, so it was second and 15. He had five or six yards in front of him to get. And instead, he threw this jump ball 40 yards down the field. It's like, no, Brock, in that scenario, the very unlikely completion is not as valuable as getting those five to six yards to make it third down in at least manageable. Third down and 15, mm-hmm. you're just praying for a miracle. Third down and nine, you got a chance. That's fair. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, as the kids say. Uh, let's get to a couple more super chats. Brother Bob says Ward killed it tonight. He's worth every penny. But to me, this you could argue this was the best game Mooney Ward has ever had as a 49er. I think he was that For good. Sure. Uh, Ray says BRB changing my name to mediocre blackness. Love from the UK. Going to get about two hours sleep, then go to work. I don't give a damn. Ray, we appreciate you giving us part of your night. Thank you very much, Ray. We appreciate everybody giving us part of your night. All the YouTube channel members, again, if you want to become a YouTube channel member, it's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis. You get membership badges. You get priority comment response. It's a great way to support the channel, and we appreciate everybody. Gabe says, nearly 700 viewers. Awesome. Happy to see the growth. You guys deserve it. Thank you, Gabe. We appreciate that. Uh, It has been an incredible journey over this past year. It would grow more if you took the dang vest off. Shut up. And just embraced the woody. Okay, that's a phrase that I'm not going <laughs> to uh, jump on board with. I'm a happily married man to my beautiful wife, Erin. Thank you very much. Um, I'm trying to check and see some of the some more of the uh, post game comments. Uh, Shanahan basically gave a lot of love to Aaron Banks. Said basically he was amazed that Aaron Banks was able to play because he has turf toe and it's he was gutting it out. So shout out to Aaron Banks and I think the Trent Williams, Aaron Banks. Uh, Jake Brendel, John Feliciano, Colton McKivitt's offensive line. That's the starters going forward if everybody's healthy. For sure. That's the best five. And I think it improves considerably over what we had. (laughs) Totally started a phrase. We got uh, Rob is throwing up comment after comment that are saying embrace the Woody. (laughs) Look what you did. I'm so Look. proud of myself. I've never been more proud. <laughs> That's your biggest contribution to the network? Uh, as soon as we're done, I'm calling my mom and I'm saying, Mom, you're going to be so proud of me. <laughs> Guess what I did? <laughs> I'm putting together a montage at the end of the year of all the funny, silly, stupid things we've said throughout the year. You just added to it. Yeah, so I got the funny. You got the stupid. I got it. Yeah, yeah let's say I've, I've never been afraid to bring the stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, make sure you like and comment according to Fab Fowl. Thank you very much. This is such an important win for the 49ers, especially once the Lions lose earlier today. I was like, you have such an opportunity here to put yourselves in good position for the rest of the season. Because now, even if you split the next two games, I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. Because of this win today and because of what happened with the Lions. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I obviously want the one seed, but if you if you lose the next two, like, what did you do? You just let Seattle back into it. You you pretty much ruined any chance of even probably a top two seed. Not that that matters a whole lot anymore. One seed's all that matters. I still hate that, by the way. Two teams get buys, not one. Uh, not anymore. But, yeah, it, it's uh, a split is okay. Winning both is massive. Losing both is massive in the other way. Perfect Black it says, sorry, Stats, Levin's family, but you're welcome to come through. Got to bring beer, though, preferably porters or Stats. Hey, whatever you want. If you're cooking, I am on board. Absolutely. That is a that is a trade that I would win the pennant with if I get to bring beer and you have to cook me food. Yes, please. Uh, Brandon, thank you very much for the super chat. Is anyone hitting the panic button about Brock Purdy throwing a pick no. six? Isn't that a red flag? No. Why aren't more people talking about this? That's his first career pick six. Like, And the exactly. ball was tipped. It happens to every quarterback, you know, it's going to eventually happen. I'm not freaking out about it. It wasn't a great play, but it was one play. And like I said, he made the correct read on the play. It was either an inaccurate pass or a tipped pass at the line. Haven't gotten confirmation either way, but either way, that's not overly concerning. Hey, you read things correctly. You just didn't get it complete. That's not nearly as big of a deal as clearly you could see that linebacker underneath or you could see that safety coming down and you right. just totally missed it. You know, that's it's not a concern. He made the right read. He just didn't make a good pass. And it's not like he's doing this a bunch, you know, like if, right. if it was a frequent occurrence, then yeah, I would get worried. Like Matt Schaub a couple of years ago started throwing picks. <laughs> every about week. that, yeah. Right. Like this is not the case with Brock Purdy. So, you know, if he starts doing it going forward, then it's something that we yeah. could talk about. But right now, no, I would say I'm not overly concerned. Brother Bob says, that's my name. Rob is my name, too. We need to win out. Need the number one seed. Just handle your business week to week. And and this is the thing that I like about this stretch that they're in right now, Levin. This game, obviously the Eagles game next week. And I think I still think the Seattle game at home. You're not going to question, like, are the Niners up for this game? It's going to be, yeah. we're coming. Look out. Full focus. Full concentration. You know, everything. And we saw it tonight in the first half. That's what the 49ers look like when they bring it, when everybody's locked in. The first half of this game is what they looked like. Yeah, and and the defense was crazy good throughout the game, really, but uh, that first half was kind of special with the turnovers and everything. And I do want, before we go, to talk about the defense a little bit more because I feel like we haven't even mentioned Hargrave and how much he has come on in the last couple of weeks. Like yes. he's a, he's up to six sacks as an interior lineman. That's pretty darn good. And you know, that puts him right around getting close to 10, which an interior lineman that gets 10 is, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's been a game changer. And I don't know if that's because chase young in the last two games has made it to where like they cannot concentrate on him, but you had uh, Armstead had a sack again. Bosa had one and a half sacks. Um, Hargrave had one and a half sacks. Like the defensive line 
all of them are getting it done every single week now that Chase Young is there. And I feel like it's because Chase Young is there, nobody can be double teamed. Right. And that's the the tw- twister that basically you put the offensive line in. One and a half sacks for Javon Hargrave, two quarterback hits. Right now he's producing like a defensive end, like an elite defensive yeah. end produces from a from a pure pass rushing perspective. If you can get that from a defensive tackle, that's incredible. And by the way, I don't mean this as a slight, but like that's what you were signed to do. That was the thinking yeah. behind going out and signing him is that if this guy is disrupting things the way he did in Philly on our defensive line with the other talent around him, we are going to smother you. And that's what the 49ers had tonight. Smothering, smothering defense. It it was a complete game. The The only thing I didn't like about the defense was they made my whole spiel in the preview about tight ends null and void because their tight ends were about the only guys that did anything in this game. I don't know the exact numbers they had. I never looked, but I would guess their tight ends probably had close to 70 yards because they had one that was uh, 20 plus yards. Um, and they, they had quite a few receptions. Their two tight ends, both of them had receptions. Disley had one catch for 21 yards. Noah Fant had two catches for 25 yards. Nobody had 50 yards receiving for the Seattle Seahawks in the game. That's how dominant the 49ers were. Double B Studio says the fourth down stop with Chase Young holding the pile. That was pure bliss because we've seen some teams be able to convert on third and short and fourth and short against the 49ers. And that play had no chance. And Chase Young was leading the charge. Yeah, it's a special defensive line at this point. It's like the Eagles defensive line of last year. Every single one of those guys can get 10 sacks in a season. Yep. And that's why Chase Young is so big because you can't double team anybody. And when you don't double team those guys, out of those four, one of them is likely going to win their rep every single play, which means every single play, after two seconds, the quarterback's going to start to have pressure. It is such a beautiful thing to watch as a fan. When you see that pocket just start to absolutely shrink around the quarterback and there is nowhere to go. And you could tell Gino was getting upset. DK Metcalf was getting upset. I saw Seahawks fans on Twitter saying, why isn't Gino trying to fight through the sack more on certain plays? They were ruining everything Seattle tried to do. And it was beautiful. Jason D says, poor San Francisco. The biggest thing tonight is hashtag embrace the Woody. Oh God. If that gets started on Twitter, uh, brother, you, Bob, you heard it there. Everybody listening right now, whether it's the podcast or YouTube, get over to Twitter, tweet, tag stats on fire, tag the network, tag me, and do the hashtag embrace the Woody. Let's get this trending. Oh, boy. Yeah, on Thanksgiving. Great. Uh, Let's do this before we go. Brother Bob says game balls to Mooney Ward, Ambry Thomas, Javon Hargrave, and Jair Brown. Who gets your game ball tonight, Levin? I think it pro- I'll say offensively, it's 100% Christian McCaffrey. Defensively, I think it has to be Hargrave because he was getting consistent pressure up the middle, and I think that caused them problems even on the plays that he didn't get sacks. And by the way, those one and a half sacks, two, both of them that he got one and a half sacks on, he did like 90% of the sack. <laughs> so. Well, first of all, you can't get one and a half sacks on a sack. You can only get up to one sack. Right. I'm saying on the sacks that he had both times, I said both, both times he made the tackle. It's just on one of them as he was going down, Bosa jumped on and they gave him a half sack. James Thomas says Wilkes gets his game ball. I, 
I tend to agree with that. I mean, when you have a defensive performance that dominant in the first half of the game, you have to give credit to the defensive coordinator. Clearly, they knew what Seattle was going to do. So I do give Steve Wilkes credit. Like I said earlier, I think he's starting to, he feels comfortable now. He knows how to use the chess pieces. Yeah. I mean, he, he certainly learned, and I think he's improved quite a bit. The only period that I didn't like was once again, uh, I feel like when the Niners got up and they got towards that halftime, he went into that stupid prevent defense where he started <laughs> playing off coverage yep. and they were getting completion after completion, but they didn't end up getting points. But that does worry me a little bit. I just, yeah, it's so frustrating because you feel like they exhale and then it's like, oh, now we got to worry again. And maybe it's just us as fans freaking out more than they do. I'm fully willing to admit that. But that is something we've seen uh, recently. Sebastian Krop says, hey, guys, greetings from Germany. 6.17 a.m. here. Just enjoying the victory of our 49ers tonight. Happy Thanksgiving to you folks. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Sebastian. 6.17 in the morning, and you're listening to me yell and scream. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's awesome. I, I love Germany. I love uh, Europe in general. It's nice that people are over there listening to us. We're actually, I think, the most popular, the highest ranking we rank on Apple Podcasts is UK football. Well, there you so go. Like football podcasts in the UK is the highest ranking we have. Well, if you want to help that out, by the way, leave a rating and a review, five star rating and a review on Apple Pods. That helps us jump up the charts. That's how more people discover us, and that's how we get bigger and keep growing. And we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I promise, if you do, we will read it on the show. A2 says Mooney Ward shut down these shut down DK Metcalf. <laughs> you might want to read the whole thing before you throw it up there. Yeah. I, I saw that one and I literally thought, well, that's funny. There's no way Rob's going to put that one on the screen. Well, if it's on the YouTube screen, I'm okay with it. I don't like to say it in the podcast on the yeah, YouTube. I got you. like, I got you. Yeah. The swears get in there. You know how it goes. Anyway, it is an absolute great night for the 49ers tonight. Again, they get the 31 13 win. Thank you, everybody, so much for all your comments and your support and your tweets and everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all our YouTube channel members. Thank you to you, Levin, for giving us an hour of your time on Thanksgiving. I really appreciate that. I'm incredibly grateful for all the work you do for this network that people don't know about behind the scenes. It is not lost on me. I will never take it for granted. Tear. No. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, this is an outlet that I desperately need <laughs> uh i would be i think probably a lot worse on twitter uh if i didn't have an outlet to talk 49ers football because all of my thoughts will go on there and i tend to be a little grumpier and uh vent a little bit more with my online presence and if i didn't have the outlet to talk about things that would probably end up coming out even more on twitter than it already does mm -hmm. um but no, like, honestly, I, I need an outlet to talk. So, well, you uh, will have it here as long as you want it. Uh, that I would be here even if you didn't pay me. <laughs> yeah, now I pay you, so you can't complain about that. Jason says, by the way, Stats, you never read my review on the podcast. I apologize, Jason, oh. if I missed it. Send it to me in a tweet or something. Bob, I, you jerk. I, it was not intentional, I promise you. I do want to read them. So uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, Joseph says, thanks for the awesome content, Stats and Levin. Happy Thanksgiving to all the faithful. Go Niners. Let's get that win in Philly. By the way, Michelle and I will be live tomorrow, regular time, 9.15 a.m. Pacific time, 12.15 Eastern. We're going to be breaking down the victory, so uh, we will keep it rolling here. But again, Levin, thank you. Thank everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Niners, baby. 
and uh, we'll be back to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This has been a Gold Standard Podcast Network production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.